Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. All right, in the bullpen today, we have Mr. Benjamin Ayanian, recent graduate, University of Minnesota. All right, um, majored in philosophy, double majored in law and business law and political science, smart guy. Benjamin, good day, welcome. Thanks for having me back, Dr. Ritchie. Thanks for being back to the show. All right, we're going to chop it up about gun culture in the United States of America. We can contextualize it through the US Constitution, the gun rights debate. We had another recent mass shooting in the state of Alabama continues. The saga continues. I don't want to presume what you know, believe about gun safety in America. So if you would give us your perspective, I would then opine. Yeah, absolutely. So my opinion is that in the wake of school shootings or other mass public shootings, the policy proposals that we often see garner the most attention would be ineffective at preventing the tragedies that we are hoping to stop. We often hear calls for assault weapons bans, large capacity magazine bans, and the implementation of red flag laws, all of which uh, do not have conclusive or strong evidence um, that would make us believe that wider adoption of these measures would prevent these tragedies. And so there's actually uh, three changes that I would support personally. Um, okay. And so first, um, in response to school shootings, I think we definitely need to bolster school security. Um, I think having some form of armed security at every school is important. Schools should also consider decreasing points of entry into schools and maybe even adding um, metal detectors at those points of entry. The second thing that I would um, support is greater adoption of constitutional carry laws across the country. Um, the war on drugs was not able to prevent people from finding drugs. Uh, prohibition did not stop people from consuming alcohol. I don't think we're gonna be able to stop people with bad intentions from obtaining arms. And then the last thing that um, I would support, this would not be a policy from government, um, but would have to be adopted on a voluntary basis is I think that media should stop sharing pictures, names, and manifestos of mass shooters. A University of Alabama criminologist named Adam Lankford has pointed out that there's a huge growing body of evidence that fame, aspiration, and media attention are a large contributing factor in what he calls learned behavior mm -hmm. um, with these mass shootings. So those, I think those three policy proposals would be more effective than what we typically hear about. All right, this is very interesting. So let me dive right into it. Uh, you have described four elements that should be changed. Number one, um, a school having an armed officer, two, metal detectors, three, constitutional carry, uh, which by the way, is already permitted in 25 or 26 states in the country, and also media regulation, which you believe based on the proclamation of a professor, uh, that it actually leads to more carnage. Did I have that correct? I want to add one caveat to that is I don't support media regulation. Okay. Um, I think it would have to be done on a voluntary basis. It is not the government's place gotcha. to tell the media that they can or cannot say these things. Got it. So that would not be a policy. That would be basically a wish. All right. Correct. All right. So let's go to the armed school officer. Um, you do realize that the most recent mass shootings that we've had, all of those schools have had one thing in common, 
Uh, the majority of them actually did have an armed individual assigned to the institution. It's called a resource officer. The resource officer, however, did not deter that gun that gunman from going into the building, uh, nor did it actually stop in one of the most infamous cases, uh, an individual <clears throat> from continuing to commit carnage while nobody did anything. Uh, as a matter of fact, brother, when you think about this, Benjamin, in the context of effectiveness, right? What you have just named, a school resource officer already in, metal detectors already applicable at many institutions, definitely not the majority, not all, and then constitutional carry. What evidence do you have that those three things lead to a decrease in school shootings? Uh, so my, my position is that we are not going to be able to meaningfully prevent bad people. I, I bad need you, but Benjamin, I need you to hear my question because of the contextualization of, of your first monologue. You said hmm. that having less access to guns or some of the other policies that have been presented do not actually show that it would have impacted the amount of carnage created by people shooting children in schools, basically. Then you presented three policy points and one wish. What out of those policy dynamics that you have presented, what evidence is there that anything you have said would actually decrease or has decreased mass shootings in America? Absolutely. So I don't necessarily believe that, you know, it needs to be a resource officer. It can be any form of armed security. You can contract it out. And so my view, though, is that when we look at a lot of these mass shootings, mm -hmm. um, when they're journals are released to the public and, and they talk about their planning of these mass yeah, shootings. Yeah, but once again, listen, we, you got well, ideas, I'm, Benjamin, I get that. My point is, if you're going to say these other policies have absolutely no impact on decreasing the number of gun shootings in America, then you present three policies that definitely there's no evidence that it decreases gun uh, culture, gun shootings in America. Why would we buy your policy proclamation and so, dismiss the other? So a big difference is that you know, I agree with you that there are resource officers at many schools. There mm -hmm. are not at every school. The other, the ones that I mentioned that do not work, they have been implemented at different times in different places. They have been studied extensively. Okay. And we do not have evidence that they prevent these tragedies. So my point is that for armed security, armed security, what, leads, what would lead us to believe that this could be effective is that right. when we look at mass shooters, and their plans, you know, once they're no, normally no longer with us after they commit these terrible acts, yeah. um, they will consider multiple different places for attack. Mm. And oftentimes you see them rule out other places because of security concerns. OK. All right. So you're, you're utilizing so that's that. That's the information you're utilizing. So let's go down the list of things that have actually happened. Uh, we have had mass shooters who should have been red flagged. Uh, because of either domestic situation or a history of mental health. Uh, the majority of gun owners in America, actually four, expanding the background check to include a mental health red flag dynamic. The majority of NRA members are also for that dynamic as well. This is not really a debatable issue, but that would have at least created uh, a barrier to some of the mass shootings that have taken place in America. And the people that were on the other side of that mass shooter, they would have appreciated a policy like that in place prior to them being shot by that gunman. Number two, let's be very clear about what you're saying to me today, because you named constitutional carry 
as a remedy. That's what you said. Constitutional carry, which is the notion that you don't need any prerequisite in order to carry a gun in this country. Why do you believe that? So, well, first off, you still need to go through, if you go into a store, purchase a gun, you're going to go through a background check. Constitutional carry states that if you can legally obtain that gun, if it's a if it's a pistol, you can conceal carry it in public. Now, there have been some states that have tried to deny um, police officers from actually asking people in public who are carrying. Not tried, dear brother. Not tried. Right. They have successfully done so. It is against I, the law in the state I, of Georgia, for example, to ask an, a law enforcement officer cannot ask a person, "Do you have uh, a permit? Are you legally carrying that weapon?" You can't do that. It's illegal for a cop to do so. I don't um, necessarily support that. Okay. Um, um, police officers should be able to ask people in public who are carrying a firearm if, you know, to, to, to show ID that they have, you know, legally obtained sure. that firearm. Um, right. I just think that once they've obtained the firearm, um, they should be able to carry it in public, um, okay. a, a, a pistol concealed. Um, now, and so that's what I believe. So, Benjamin, you think that many of these guns are being purchased with the benefit of a background check in the state of Georgia, 41 percent of the guns that are are bought are bought without a background check because it is a private gun owner to gun buyer purchase. So 41 percent is a huge number. And then you uh, add the dynamic of constitutional carry, which says, well, because um, bearing arms is a right, the Constitution protects this right. So the individual does not need to do anything else to exercise this right. Do you believe, Benjamin, that it is a right to vote? So first, I want to respond to what you just said. I'm not assuming that they're all being done legally and above the table. But if you buy a gun privately and you don't go through a background check and you wish to do people harm, whether you bought it legally or not, I don't think the extra requirement to go obtain a permit is going to prevent someone from carrying that gun in public well, that's to go what, cause harm. That's what your thought process is. But you just laid out a case that said if you make things more difficult for a gunman, then that gunman starts to adjust their behavior because you made it more difficult for them to access that target. And then but, on the other side of the debate, you say, well, I don't see how making it more difficult in order to obtain a weapon would somehow create a barrier for that same right. gunman. Yeah, because if I can obtain a firearm and I wish, if, if someone obtains a firearm and wishes to do someone harm, already okay. kill people, break the law, wait, why, wait, wait. Would, why, wait, why would that, that permit to carry, why would they go get a permit to carry before well, they, they go? Well, they may not get a permit to carry, but the person won't sell to an individual if that is the law. The sale, the salesman will say no to them. You don't understand that? I, I mean, if we look at other countries with really strict oh, gun laws, on, there, are there are extensive black right. markets for Benjamin, drugs. You understand what the hell I just said. You know good damn well I make sense. What I just said makes sense, sir. I, I disagree with you. Okay. All right. I appreciate you, man. Have a good day. You too.